0: A trail that spans more than 2,190 miles plays host to over three million visitors every year. This trail covers 14 states spanning from Georgia to Maine, and completing it only once would take half a year to do. More than 3,000 thru-hikers try to hike the famous Appalachian Trail each year. And with a 1,000 times as more visitors those same years, not all stories can be about beautiful scenery, breathtaking views, and self-discovery. The Appalachian Trail has its fair share of dark secrets and questions begging to be answered. Join us as we pull back the curtain on some of the Appalachian Trail's more mysterious occurrences on today's episode of What's Your Theory? It is more than 2,190 miles. Jesus. You want to hear something even crazier? Sure. So if you were to walk the entire trail, uh, which I'm pretty sure only like a handful of people do each year. uh, from, From Georgia to Maine, Maine to Georgia, however, you are... The the there's a such a change in elevation throughout the trail, that uh, it's equivalent to climbing Mount Everest from sea level to its peak. Jesus, sixteen times. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Once was enough. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's just that's just from from Maine to Georgia. There's enough uh, elevation loss and gain uh, that it's equivalent to climbing Everest sea level to peak 16 times that's insane i flipped my lid when i found that out because i i knew the appalachian trail was big obviously like i knew it went from georgia to maine but i didn't realize that it was actually that yeah i I didn't know it was like i knew it was huge but i didn't like i'd never looked into like how huge have you ever thought about or had like any sort of inkling to want to Try to hike parts of the Appalachian Trail, the whole thing. Like, you ever thought about anything like that? I have. It would be cool to um, I, it it would take a lot of training to like actually do the whole thing. Um, but, I think it'd be fun. Yeah, I think it would be fun too. Uh, to a certain extent. I mean, like, I'm sure it would be hard and painful some oh, days, yeah. but I mean. You know, you take it as you can get it, I guess. But I, there, there. at one point in my life, I was really adamant. Back, at, I guess, my senior year of high school, when we were hiking a lot, mm-hmm. that makes the most sense. But I, uh, at one point, I really wanted to hike the entire thing, or at least just, like, part of it, you know, break it up in chunks or something, yeah. hike parts of it to train. I really want to, uh, I just want to go on, like, a, a backpacking trip. I want to, like, I don't want... I just want a tent. I don't want like anything, No, you know, I mean, like, I have technology, of course, but like nothing crazy, just a tent and you're just sleeping out under the stars. I would like so. to do, uh, get, get you a hammock Oh and yeah, like, and, like yeah, yeah, a yeah. nice tarp and you can just throw a hammock up somewhere and, and have that tarp run a line over the hammock and put the tarp over it. Yeah. I've just always wanted to camp in a hammock. I've, uh, that would be cool. Yeah, I saw I saw people do it all the time, and I was like, I really need to get me a, uh, like a travel hammock or something. Yeah, I never got around to it, but I, I think it would be a lot of fun. Get one of those that like has like the mosquito net, so it's pretty much just a cocoon. Yeah, just... pretty much. <laughs> that I feel like that's that's a good way to do it. Or yeah, they make some really nice like single tents, like you know, like one person yeah. tents or just like you know backpacking tents. Have you ever seen those tents like for like rock climbers? And they're like yeah. literally like hanging yeah off the side of a, a cliff face that's just insane it's crazy and It'd be kind of cool though you know, i don't have the upper body strength but that just makes me ask the question because i've seen i've seen like videos on this here recently of like ever wonder how a rock climber sleeps I my thought is what are you possibly climbing where you need to like make camp on the side of a that's true you know the side of a mountain have you seen free solo i haven't i heard it was good it's a really good documentary i would really be interested in i think i would uh it it would scare me for them i mean he did that in like i mean i don't know it was multiple hours but i imagine he did it with like no you know no safety gear whatsoever if you fell he died so i imagine like rock climbers that are like like have like all the safety gear and they're Mm. just you know they just the climate I, I assume that those climbs could go on for days like you know theoretically yeah i mean yeah because i guess it's putting a lot of trust into your your tools and equipment but yes yeah. you do i guess hook yourself in ever so often so that if you do fall you don't go splat but even then it would just be so scary to ugh, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know but I, I guess it's all worth it in the end once you get to your view Probably, uh, but I have you. Are there any points close to like our area that are part of the Appalachian Trail? Like any, because uh, it hooks up with like Cumberland Cumberland Gap. Is it part of Appalachian I'm Trail? Almost Park certain or? it is. Because I, I was sitting here trying to rack my brain. Surely I've been to some part of the Appalachian Trail. But I don't know if I have, and if I have, I, I just didn't know. I think Cumberland Gap is part of it at least so links that, in i think yeah that that would be cool we used to run cross country there there was a mm-hmm. really cool course oh cool you had to like jump over a creek at the end and that's where everybody like congregated and yeah. that was like there to watch yeah because like kids would either try to jump the creek and yeah. near, nearly hurt themselves or fully hurt themselves or jump in the creek and like still fall <laughs> it, it, it was, was a lot of fun waiting to a creek is like it's dangerous yeah it's easy to fall like, yeah especially like if you were trying to like run like do it quickly i would fall every single time yeah if if we were to hike to the devil's bathtub today that would be one of the worst and most dangerous. well i don't know if i want to say most dangerous maybe pretty dangerous because you have to cross a creek bed like seven or eight times yeah. to get there. And I've I've hiked it once before when it hasn't been raining a lot and it's, those creek beds are really dry and it's real easy. Yeah, But I've also been up there when it's been raining and it's been raining a lot the past couple of days so I'd hate to see how the creek is there. I've never been. It's not that bad of a hike if I remember it right but I haven't been in a long time. Um, the first time I went or was going to the Devil's Bathtub we got to literally right outside of the the little parking area because there's you, you go back into the woods a little bit mm-hmm. and uh there's like this little dirt road and it looks like I probably shouldn't go down there yeah but that's exactly where you need to go but we got to that point and was like eh, we probably shouldn't go down there <laughs> and then turned around and like went somewhere else so the first time I actually got to go to the tub like when I saw that we just drove that down that road for like twenty seconds and then yeah. pulled a, over to the uh parking lot. I got so mad. I was like, <laughs> I could have I could have been here for the first time like three years ago had we just like <laughs> driven down the road. That's the one that like that's like an actual park, right? Or like um or well just like is an actual trail. It is an actual trail the blue hole is private property right blue hole is private property yeah and i've okay. never surprisingly have only ever been to the blue hole maybe like one or two times i never really went up there a lot maybe because it was private property i guess my parents probably didn't want me to go up there but yeah i've been up there a couple times but the the bad thing about the devil's bathtub trail is like unless they've changed it they only have it marked by like um trail markers so they'll have like a yellow flag stapled to a tree somewhere. But, like, Mm. it's a little hard to find sometimes. But they'll have, like, you know, like, something spray-painted yellow, like, this way. And, like, sometimes it can be a little confusing because you're like, I feel like I'm getting lost. But it's a fun trail, and it's uh, it's not that hard of a hike. The only thing is, like, there's a little swimming hole before you get to the actual devil's bathtub. Yeah. And if anyone's ever heard of this place, um, I'm not talking crap about it, but I expected the actual bathtub (laughs) to be, like, more than it actually was. Because that's the name of the trail. It's, It's the namesake of the trail. Like, it's called the Devil's Bathtub. And... The two like little swimming holes, little swimming areas before the actual tub are way better than the actual tub. <laughs> like it's about the size of a bathtub and it's, the whole gimmick is, uh, it's like up in the mountains on this little riverbed. It's this like, I also, when I first went up there was told that it was like so deep and that you couldn't yeah. like touch the bottom. No, like if you just, it, it's, 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 you know, deeper than I am yeah. tall. Like it's deep. But you can like easily, you know, touch the bottom and it's just super clear, super cold water that runs into that little basin and it looks like a bathtub. They called it the devil's bathtub. I don't know why, yeah. but uh, I should probably look into history of that since it's like right across the mountain there. But it's, it's, it's fun. Uh, but I used to hike a lot. Did you, did you ever used to hike a whole lot? Um, Didn't hike like a whole lot, like on actual trails, Hiked a lot in like the, just on the our woods, property. Yeah. I would like to go like actually like hiking on trails this summer yeah we uh the summer of my senior year we went hiking just about every weekend we tried to go somewhere new yeah um and i was really into it there for a while like i was buying gear and and, you know getting like really nice backpacks to take with me and everything and I, i hadn't got my like little I don't know what they're called. It's like a walking stick. Yeah, it's like like the the, looks like like the the stakes. Yeah, Yeah. looks like the ski (laughs) sticks or whatever. I hadn't gotten to that point yet, but I was probably close to it. But I, uh, I used to love hiking. I've just not been in a long time. I'd like to get back into it. It Kept me in shape. I feel like yeah. And it's like, I mean, it's not easy, but it's like it can be though. I mean, you know, yeah. And it's like one of those things to where like you might as well just keep going yeah like yeah. even if it's difficult it's like i mean just keep going and yeah at that point it's like well i mean i just have to walk so yeah and it might be hard walking but you'll get to where you're going if you keep going so yeah but i i, yeah, I was gonna want to talk to you today about i was gonna want to talk to you today about uh some of the more creepy i guess aspects about the appalachian trail okay. Uh, I was thinking the other day that it's, it's, we can, we're allowed to talk about this. It's, it's very Appalachian. It's the yeah. Appalachian Trail, it spans the Appalachian Mountains. So even though it's not necessarily all in our backyard, it's still all in the backyard of, you know, the good old Appy Mountains. So uh, I realized that I'd never really heard any stories, like scary stories or, or, anything like that from hikers on the Appalachian mm-hmm. Trail. And so I, I dug a little deep and I realized that there's actually not that many, Oh, surprisingly. Wow. It's uh, it's one of these things where you would think that there would be... Th- there's quite a few. Uh, I'm not trying to mislead you, but it's one of those things where I, I, I thought for sure I was going to be able to find just like lists mm-hmm. and lists. There were like books... You know, like some of the books that we uh, used earlier when we were doing some episodes of What's Your Theory? Like books like that just chronicling years and years of Appalachian Trail ghost stories or, you know, whatever. But there's not really anything like that out there that I could find. But there is a pretty uh, extensive list of... uh, Now, unfortunately, since there is no, like, written book or anything like that... All of these that I'm about to, you know, talk about and read to you are eyewitness accounts. I would uh, say those are the strongest. I, I I would agree. I I usually prefer them anyway, just because yeah. people are gonna, you know, not hold back on those. They're either gonna t- or they're either gonna tell someone outright right then and there, or they're gonna like sit on it until they yeah uh, die, and then you know one of their final things is gonna be, oh yeah, because what what was it that we done an episode on? jennings uh um, uh, literally the what was his name last episode jennings uh, fillmore or something like frederick jennings jennings frederick the vegetable man (laughs) yeah 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 it's like uh or no no was it something before that that some guy it was a story you were telling me where some guy um pretty much just kind of kept it a secret until he was almost dead or something or am i just getting confused with something else trying to think i feel like Uh, we've talked about something recently about that the the vegetable man that was that because he told the only person he supposedly told was gray barker yeah gray barker i i I keep forgetting about uh jennings frederick and then like i'll get a flash of like a memory (laughs) of his name and i'll just like or i'll just like remember the name jennings or something and uh I, I think I was calling him Jennings Fillmore in my head for the past couple of days. <laughs> That's I'm, a better name. Jennings Fillmore. I think it sounds better. Yeah. I mean, maybe that was why I was subconsciously calling him that. Then he has two last names. Two last names is better than one and a half, I think. Yeah. Because like you said, you just got to keep going. You yeah. can't stop halfway through and only have one and a half Yeah. last names is your full name. Excuse me, that's, yeah, that's just too yeah, much. You can trust a person with two last names. You can't trust a person with one and a half last names, and you can't trust a person with two first names. Oh, absolutely not. Exactly. Who who has the best name? The best name? Yeah, like in the whole world. Like, who, who do you think has the best name? <laughs> Dang. Um, do you have one in mind? Quentin Tarantino is pretty cool. But at the same time... Quentin, yeah, Quentin, Quentin. I don't know. Tarantino's cool. Maybe I can only. Maybe I was thinking of that just because it's Quentin Tarantino's. Like you know, the first. Person, it's a Q name. The first person that comes to name or comes to mind is Benedict Cumberbatch. Just Benedict Cumberbatch a is a name. cool name. Yeah. Um, Anybody else? What, what What are just like? Don't even have, doesn't even have to be a full name, but like, what are just some cool names for you? Hmm. I like the name Elliot. Okay. I think that's a cool name. Yeah. I really like oh my god, I can't think of it now. Wow. Um damn. Eleanor is also a cool name for for someone. I like Alexander. I mean that's a that's a great. (laughs) You know. Um there's one Ezekiel. Ezekiel's a good name. Ezekiel's a good name. Strong name. Anything with, like, those hardly used consonants. Yeah, I like... That's why... Maybe that's why I like Quentin, because of the Q. I like, um... There are a lot of biblical names that I like. I don't like the... A lot of the, you know, ones that everyone uses. Nebuchadnezzar. (laughs) That's that's the first one I think of, too. (laughs) I was... Yeah, I was like, what's... I was drawing a blank. I was like, Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. I like Zachariah. It's a fun one. That name that is a little bit the Z. Yeah. A oh. hardly used consonant there for, for a name. Which I mean guess I guess Zach might be kind of a more common name. Yeah. I don't know. And then a uh, new Stranger Things character is introduced in episode one, so I think uh I can I can say it, but Argyle. It's a fun name. Argyle? Yes. Cool, cool. I've um I've still not got to start on season four yet. We finished um, the first part. <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah I'm hoping to how many episodes is the first part seven seven yeah because part two is going to be like episode eight and nine and they're both going to be almost two hours long yeah it's basically two movies it's a it's is a it? p- yeah. part one of a season and then two movies yeah. it's basically their episode it's episode eight and nine but Episode eight is gonna be like an hour and fifty some minutes long, yeah, and then man. episode nine is two hours and twenty minutes yeah. or something like that. I'm just like, Geez. buckle up! Let, yeah, let me tell you, it's the first part. Is it good? Oh. Best I'm to, best one yet. Gonna have to watch it. Will I? Will I have to like? Because it's been a while since I've watched any of the seasons. Last time I watched season three was when yeah. it was out. Well, th- do you think I should watch a quick recap or something? Like, do you remember pretty much everything that's happened? I think so, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, you yeah. should be good. Okay, because i I've gotten a lot lazy, like a lot lazier, with my TV yeah. show viewings. Because i I hate the feeling of oh, I might have to go back and like I would watch totally. something, which is, I know sucks, but like I think I will with Stranger yeah. Things because I really want Jordan to watch it, but I don't know if she will. If she, if she, if we can get her to, I would totally go back and I would rewatch it with you guys. I, I would love it. Maybe that'll. Finally, push her into like wanting to watch it. One last thing about it, like, because this is more of a post credit pursuit uh, topic, but the um, one of the episodes, like, the only thing I could think about, I was like, just the two, it's the two brothers that write and direct, yeah, things. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, what are they gonna do next? Because they are brilliant writers, like, yeah, like, I, I remember. Hearing about when Stranger Things was, you know, first coming out and everything, and I was like, "Oh, well, that sounds really cool." So I watched the trail. I was like, "Oh, this, this is gonna be great," and I knew it was gonna be, yeah, like I knew it was gonna be received positively, yeah. But I didn't expect like how big it was actually gonna become. But I'm glad that it's yeah, it's getting its due diligence. I didn't, I didn't watch it until after the pandemic had already. Oh, okay. And so I, I, I think I watched all. Like season three, it just came out, mm-hmm. so I like watched back to back to back. That that would have been a good one to to start um, during quarantine, I think. But um, so tell me, Jared, are there any demigorgons on the Appalachian Trail? If there are, they're they're also hanging out with all the other ghosts and beasts and like murderers and because there's a lot of a lot of things out there on the trail. Apparently, mo- you know, more than yeah. just the hikers every year. What I have for you today, Will, is just a little compilation of uh, various stories stemming from the Appalachian Trail, and uh, some of them may sound similar. There's a uh, it spans all sorts of of, of genres. There's going to be uh, like ghost ghost encounters. There's okay. one specifically that I'm really excited for you to hear because I re- I'm really curious to see what you what you think might be happening okay. but uh there's also some like beasts of the woods kind of kind of uh occurrences and, and you know some of these might be sasquatchmen oh. or or wimpuses or something like that but orling wimpus i'll start with i actually won't start with these two i'll read them I'm. I'll. i'll go ahead and start with the one that i'm more most excited about uh this one takes place sorry. Let me see. It doesn't say where along the trail it takes place. So uh as long as long as I mean you just remember that all of these yeah. are somewhere in the Appalachian Mountains, uh regardless of, of what state. Uh there was a man in a group hiking along the trail and uh they, they had pulled off to the side on one of the many campsites and, uh, you know, to sleep one night. And they woke up the next morning and realized that, you know, they might have woke up kind of early and there was a real thick yeah. mist that kind of had rolled in um, throughout the night and kind of gathered around their campsite. So, like, you know, it's already kind of like, ugh. Yeah. Especially if you've seen movies like The Mist. <laughs> the Mist. <laughs> Great movie, too. I, I love that movie. But, you know little odd, but they didn't really think of, you know, think anything of it. Uh, They started to pack up, and uh, then out of nowhere, they they all started hearing what sounded like children's laughter coming from the fog that was surrounding them. Okay. And now they start to get a little freaked out. As one does. As one does. Uh, Fog is kind of normal. You're in the mountains, maybe even the Great Smoky Mountains. But uh, ominous... Laughter from yeah. children coming from the fog on the mountain. I'd go back to bed. Yeah, that, that's probably not what you want to hear. Uh, and, and yeah, the the, the 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 mist had surrounded them. They were packing up and they started to hear the laughter. And uh, they, they started, you know, hurrying up, packing up. They're like, okay, this is weird. Let's just get packed up and we'll, you know, get the heck out of Dodge. Um, and once they were almost done, this... A group of children led by an adult, you know, emerged from okay. the fog. And let me make sure I'm getting this right. I wanna say they were holding a lantern or a lamp or something. No, I guess not. Maybe that's a different story. I thought I thought the adult was was carrying a lantern. Um but yeah, a group of children led by one parent. I don't know how they knew it was a parent, so I just say adult. Uh, walked out of the mist and started to walk past them, and uh, the kids in the group actually talked to the campers and they were asking, you know, questions like "Where are you going?" "Blah blah blah." "What are you doing?" "Blah blah blah." Pretty much, in passing, how you would pass a normal hiker. "Hey, you know, where are y'all headed?" Kind of, kind of a thing, and you know, all the all the people in the in the group responded. You know, like, you know, we're this is the Appalachian Trail. Uh, we we're just hiking alongside it. Yeah. And uh, according to this group of people, the the adult and the children kind of giggled a little bit and said, this isn't the Appalachian Trail. Okay. (laughs) And then just walked into the fog, never to be seen again. The kids started to laugh, and one of them said, this isn't the Appalachian Trail, and kept walking. Throughout the day, the campers said that they could hear children giggling all around them. End of story. What kind? What kind of joke is that? <laughs> yeah, I, uh I, I I'm, I'm hoping that not all of these, uh, because after I read that one out loud, because when I first read this one, I was like, that is kind of, like, this isn't the Appalachian Trail. Was, I mean, it's creepy. Like, it, yeah, it, like, it's creepy for sure. I would be terrified. <laughs> but I, it, the more I read it out loud, I'm like, well, I mean, it definitely sounds like a scene out of a movie. But I mean. Yeah. When stuff like this happens, I guess it would feel that way. Yeah. Uh, I guess instead of, like, asking you at the end, I won't ask what's your theory right now, but I'll get a little feedback from you after each story. Because this one, to me, I think could be a little plausible. Yeah. Because... There, there's a residual such thing as a residual haunt, right? Yeah. Depending on it, doesn't say. I don't think what the children and the adult were dressed in. Uh, See, I had a similar thought. I was like, what if these are like that? They didn't even know like what the Appalachian Trail was. Like it didn't exist. Yeah, like they were alive, so they were like, this isn't the Appalachian Trail, you weirdo. (laughs) Yeah. What What if it was like literally just a group of real people who like didn't know. Yeah, either didn't know that they were on the Appalachian Trail, or, but then again, I'm thinking like, well, what if it, what if it was some sort of like residual, sort of because like the mist is what really throws me oh, off. Oh no, I mean, yeah, I was saying like the ghosts are like from a time period before the app. Oh, before trail. the yeah, Appalachian Trail. Like, okay, like, I see. I which Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like what? What was the Appalachian Trail? Like oh yeah, this is just this trail to get to school. Yeah, yeah. That that's cool, but. I really like that one just because, I mean, if it's a true, like if, if, if that's not made up and that actually there's a group of people out there that claim this actually happened to them, that's, that's insane. The worst part would be like, you set out to hike the Appalachian Trail, it takes six months and you're like, you're at like three months in and that happens and you're like, well, well. if i turn back it's three months back that way yeah if i just exactly. keep going it's still three months ahead i mean i if, couldn't imagine there's exits now. i'm sure on you know yeah like, like yeah you, still at that point you're like i gotta press on it's like yeah do i do i keep going or do i like walk to this little trail campsite or like yeah. this trail house in some random county in you know pennsylvania or yeah. something just to try to get back home yeah i don't know those are tough decisions i would say yeah and I, that that's why i think i'd like to go just to either run into a group of ghosts or have some sort of self-discovery yeah, don't i don't know forced to make a life or death decision <laughs> yeah for real i'll keep i'll keep going on the um the ghost train here okay. uh, before i get into some of these other ones because i've got i've got another like complete separate story that's going to kind of tie into some of these last little bit from this site here. Uh, This one takes place back in May of 1972, which we'll be talking a lot about the trail back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s here in a bit. Okay. But um, in May of 1972, there's a hiker that claims that uh, they saw a ghost from another time, which kind of matches up with what you were saying. Uh, this particular hiker was alone. Uh, they weren't with any group, uh, but they also start to notice a heavy fog start to come in along the ground and surround him, which we'll talk about that here in a second too. Cause I, I I like that. Uh, he said he looked up and he saw someone walking with like a really heavy, like petticoat kind of thing. And like a really wide brimmed hat, uh, He said the man kind of slowly like staggered around and was like looking around on the ground as like he had dropped something or he was looking for something that he lost. And uh, the man started walking over towards him and started, you know, like walking around the hiker, still looking around the ground, trying to find whatever he's lost. Um, And the hiker kind of like moved out of his way to avoid, you know, to get out of his way so, so he could find, you know, whatever he's looking for. And he claims that when they were close to each other, the man suddenly looked at him, and he said he instantly became afraid uh, because the dude had like really cloudy blue eyes uh, that stared straight through him. He was also pretty surprised uh, to realize that the man's clothes uh, all looked like they were from a completely different time period. Hmm. Um, He's tried to say hello to this guy, but he said the man didn't respond and uh he the hiker goes to continue a walk a little distance and then he turned back and the guy had completely vanished so that uh i like that story just because i've had a buddy of mine um from way back in the day that used to live up in yeah. Puckett's creek okay uh tell me a story very similar to this he he was playing in his house and he and i mean I have no reason to believe cause he, he was like my best friend growing up. So I have no reason to believe that he would have lied to me about anything. Uh, and he claims that he was sitting like in the house playing and looked yeah. out the window and, uh, someone like a woman had run by the window. He always described it as pilgrim clothes, okay. but like he, yeah, he's, he saw someone run by the window up in Puckett's Creek who was wearing like yeah. really old Tommy clothes. And I, uh, I always hear, like, you always hear ghost stories about that. So, I mean, this is another one that I think also kind of sounds plausible. Yeah. Especially with... I wonder what he was looking for. I don't know. Maybe his hat, like the one ghost from um, Hill House. Oh, yeah. He had a a hat on. Oh, he did have a wide-brimmed hat on. Yeah. Maybe he was looking for... A way out. I don't know. I don't know. Was, I would. I would hate to be stuck on the trail my whole afterlife, just looking for a penny or whatever I dropped when I was alive. Dropped a penny, but it was you know back then it was worth you know five dollars in today's yeah. money. He's like oh a month's rent. Yeah. <laughs> but I I'd I like this one too because it also mentions the fog. Yeah. The the fog rolling in before everything. Is there? Uh, do, do you know anything about like? is there a, a like some sort of like old meaning that that fog has or like some sort of ominous omen i don't, I don't think it has like i've never heard anything like specifically but i knew though, that the that the fog up here can get like it can roll in really quickly like before you even it's the only the only time i've ever been a wreck was caused by fog because yeah. of, like it was the same exact color of this tractor trailer's trailer oh wow coming across the the intersection up here at the overlook oh wow and i yeah i hit the trailer then but yeah i hate driving that mountain when it gets foggy just because like it is some of the thickest fog and it like you said it's just like boom and it's there yeah there was um i was driving up not even duffield mountain but like the one before that like you're leaving kind of like elk knob yeah yeah that first like oh yeah like sticky wheel, mm. and like i could see the fog like up ahead but i guess because like the temperature kind of like changed pretty quickly like my window went from like super clear like you know nothing at all to fogged up like yeah. that i hate that And like i saw it like flash onto my window and like i had to like turn the defrost on i it's hate crazy. that yeah it's scary too especially when it happens while you're driving like that because yeah. you're like oh my god i'm blind i hate driving through the fog but yeah, there's a. Let me let me find this other one. These other two will lead into a a story that I'll kind of end with. But uh, there's no doubt in my mind that if you believe that things can be haunted, that there's parts of the Appalachian Trail that are for sure, yeah, like there's got some sort of strange energy around them. So much like I'm sure so many people died just. Yeah, because you got to think, people die uh, are like hiking it today. So yeah, yeah, and like you have to make that trail. Like people have yeah. to make that trail. I don't know if anyone ever died in assisting, you know, trailing out some of the brush and stuff. But sure, I'll I'll, I'll look into that. Let I'll keep a note of that. Am, am I miss? misunderstanding how trails are done like people just go in. you you, you get a park service I to go think, in there and they they just kind of cut out right well the appalachian trail was done by oh, i don't want to say daniel boone <laughs> i know like this is probably what i should have looked up in the first place but um like so it was like seven like late 1700s so they were doing all that by hand that Sucks. Let's see. Who created the Appalachian Trail? Benton McKay. Okay. Daniel Boone did the Cumberland Gap. Cumberland Gap, Gap, yeah. yeah. He cut that trail. Um, He's the founder of the Appalachian Trail uh, Conservancy. He was a forester, planner, and conservationist. His father was an actor and dramatist. Wow. What year did he... uh... After studying forestry at Harvard, Benton later taught there for several years. Yeah, it was it's this Benton McKay guy. Okay. Well Well good job, buddy. <laughs> you uh You made a haunted trail. <laughs> Sweet. But uh not everything has to revolve around uh haunted stories. A ghost has to be made somehow right by right. getting murdered and there might be people on the trail who would wouldn't think twice about yeah taking you out this might sound a little similar to our missing 411 episode uh go back and give that a listen if this tickles your fancy any and uh you'll get to hear a lot more about stuff like this in that one but this one takes place back in 1988 okay uh a man was hiking along the trail when and uh, this this is pretty crazy. What happened to this guy? And I I need to uh, pull up an article about this whole incident. Uh, but he was hiking on the trail, uh, and he noticed a bright light, you know, coming out of the woods next to him. Uh, he was I think he was setting up t- his tent for the night and everything, and and he didn't really want to bother anybody or like check it out, so he decided to to camp somewhere close. Close by, and you know, move his tents and stuff. And he woke up in the middle of the night uh, to find a man standing over his hammock. Oh wow! And whoever this man was saw that he, you know, roused awake, and it kind of startled him. And uh, the the it startled him enough to 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 run away from the hammock, and and he yelled to other people. So the the he he kind of like woke up guy saw he woke up and then I guess ran away and was like telling other people he's awake, he's awake or something oh, like wow. that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he fled and yelled to unseen people that the hiker was awake. Uh, this terrified the guy obviously. And he packed up all of his stuff or all that he could. And, uh, you know, just started hiking right then and there. He just started trying to put distance between him and, and that campsite. Dang. Uh, he's, he, so he hikes for a few, a few more days uh, then and he finally feels like he can relax a little bit that he's put enough you know space yeah. between him and these weirdos uh but about three days later uh on a different night he was sleeping in his hammock and uh it part of his hammock got cut down he was wrapped up and dragged away and was beaten uh Jesus. while these people just kind of shouted at each other as if they were preparing something is, is what he's quoted as saying. Uh, luckily, I don't know how he done it. It doesn't say, but he was able to cut through the hammock. Maybe he had a knife on him or something and he was able to escape and uh, he was able to make it back to civilization and file like police reports. But police inquiries into the finding the people who kidnapped him came back with nothing. Dang, that would be terrifying. Would you no. ever hike again if that... there's no way I could bring myself to do it. Yeah, I I really don't think I could. I I don't think. And again, this this is what you're saying. You're either three months into it. So you can go three months out or three months to the end. Like, I don't know where this guy was when he was hiking. But yeah, after the first night of waking up and seeing just a random person in the middle of the woods staring like over my hammock. Yeah, I don't know if I would have hiked three more days you know this yeah. way i might have just turned back around and tried to get out of there yeah and like one person i, I if one person was standing over my hammock i would be definitely creeped out and I, and I would be like trying to find a way out but like once they run and like yell at other people yeah like yeah you know, i would be sprinting. scatter he's awake yeah. it's like what yeah who are you telling to scatter yeah. and how many of them are there i would grab only the most important things and leave immediately <laughs> absolutely that's uh, that's terrifying and i also think that that one has plausibility to yeah, it yeah absolutely uh, just from what we've talked about with the 411 stuff and uh who or what could be you know in the woods but at the same time and i hope this doesn't make me sound like a bad person but if you were to be a murderer yeah i mean the over 3 million visitors a year so like not even 3 million people trying to hike the whole thing 3 million people just visiting parts of the trail and then like around 3000 people on walking the trail yeah. from end to end at any given point like i feel like people would probably think that that would be i mean the would... best place to conduct their you know nasty business or whatever they have to do but yeah i mean even though there's like that many people there it's like spread out enough that there's like you know there's not going to be that many people around at any given point exactly and then like sure you're going to have like groups come through but you're always going to have that like lone hiker that's like you know mm. off on their lonesome man. exactly and like i said people out there trying to find themselves or you know yeah and the scenery those people are also like I would say they're less likely for like family to probably freak out if they're not back within, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Hey, it takes me six months to uh, yeah. hike this trail. Sometimes I, you know, I'll be in the mountains. Uh, yeah. I if if, I, like, I would still like to try to hike part of it, but I would hate to know what I'm putting my parents through just from having to sit and like wait and. Maybe we'll hear from Jared in two more days. Hopefully he <laughs> gets some cell service or something. But yeah. no, it's it's one of the best alibis, I think, a murderer could feel like they could have. So yeah. definitely this could definitely be something that for sure happened. And it's similar to this next story, too. This one happens to a couple uh, who was hiking on the trail. Uh, and this takes place in the southern part of Virginia. Oh, oh, well. Wow. Might be where we yeah. reside. You know what I mean? And, uh, they, they were asleep in their tent one night and they got aroused awake by the sound of some light like, rustling, mm-hmm. some twigs, leaves, some odd noises coming outside of their tent. Uh, the man went out to investigate, check it out, see what it was. Uh, and he managed to scare off some figures that he saw lurking around. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he almost chased after them, but decided against it. The next night they made camp, uh, after they hiked a little bit, they, uh, made camp with their backs to like the side of a cliff face or like the side yeah. of a mountain so that they could be ready. They, yeah. they each slept with a gun next to them that night just to be on the safe side. These people, I guess, were experienced on the safety side of things yeah. while hiking, I suppose. Um, and sure enough, uh, more figures returned that night and uh, woke them up, kind of roused them up. And the man announced that they were armed and the figures retreated. And the next day, uh, they were pretty much ready to get out of there after two nights of having to know, scare away whoever these people were. So the next day, they're like, yep, let's get out of here. And they hustled out of there. And around the middle of the day, they turn a corner and they saw a silhouette of a figure standing in the distance watching them from afar they were quickly able to get off the trail and back to Civilization, but the whole time they said that they felt like they were being watched. Dang. So that could be the same group yeah. that attacked the the first guy in that first story. It could be a group of different people. That That's the scariest part about it to me. I, I love to camp. I haven't been yeah. camping in a long time, but... Camping alongside of a trail like this or something like that. Yeah. Just waking up in the middle of the night in the middle of nowhere in the woods to other people. Yeah. You feel, you just feel like, or I would imagine it makes you feel like you're in in their territory. So you already feel like you're at the bottom of the totem pole as far as like your chances go. And then like, I mean, we kind of touched on it already, but like even like in these situations where I'm sure, like, you, you go, like, station to station, right? Like, Yeah, there's, you know, like, there's, like almost, like, points. little hostel kind of things that you can go in and check in. You get you some food, and I think they might even sell supplies. And I'm pretty sure they offer, like, room and board kind of things, too. You yeah. can, like, stop off there and stay in the so night. So, like, say it's, like, I don't know. I have no idea, but, like, seven days between, like, a seven-day hike between day Your... one and two if you run into those people. You can just turn around day three. Yeah. You're either almost there depending on how fast you hike those last three days, or you have to hike the same amount back to yeah. where you started. And then like, you have to make the decision. Do I sleep tonight? Like, cause there are people who hike through the night sometimes like, yeah. uh, to make up time. If you, if you're behind schedule, if you're that, you know, particular about your plan, hiking the trail, um, there are people that like they're on a headlamp or something, and yeah, bro, can you imagine? Because you're definitely you're for sure alone then, because like, yeah, you're not gonna meet anyone else yeah. along the trail that's like willing to hike a few miles with you or anything. Like, you're walking in the dark alone in silence, probably, other yeah. than like mugs and, and like after you've already had this experience, and you're just like, any, any noise or. Shadow you feel like you might see would just send me over the edge. I think Absolutely. there's no way I could do it. But this this leads into uh, the last little thing I'll talk about here. And this probably, in my opinion, is one of the, if not the worst thing to happen on the trail because uh, this happened back, this was 20... No, this was 30, 32 years ago. Wow. Uh, it was a, actually a double homicide that took place on the Appalachian Trail. Let me find... Where I had it linked here. Because this this article talks about resting at... Because the, the article is kind of like... Earl Swift wrote, wrote this article, but he, I feel like he went full on method with it because <laughs> he also hiked the Appalachian trail back okay. in the day. So like he, he does this weird thing where he's like, it is a quiet restorative place. This clearing high on a Pennsylvania Ridge. Like he's yeah. very, you know what I mean? Like, I definitely think he found himself when he went <laughs> yeah, on his Appalachian trail hike. So it's hard for me to find where he starts talking about, um, but a lot of it takes place um, centered around one of these little areas that you're talking about called Thelma Marks. Um, it's it's a, a little shelter near the halfway point of a southbound thru-hike. Uh, and the, a southbound thru-hike just means they started in Maine, or you yeah. start in Maine and go to Georgia instead of Georgia to Maine. Okay northbound southbound uh, not a lot of people surprisingly start in Maine most of everyone that tries to through hike starts in Georgia and tries to hike okay. up into Maine Yeah, know because I, I think at the very end of the trail in Maine it's like up this mountain to like a peak Yeah, and there's like a big sign I feel like people Yeah, feel like that's a better end goal than starting at the peak and yeah. then ending probably in some random like parking lot in yeah. <laughs> Georgia or something I have to. I have to think the weather probably plays. What's that now? Like, since it's a six month hike, you got to think like. Oh yeah. You have to. You have to plan out the the weather like. Oh for, yeah yeah. You know, like. Oh my gosh yeah. So because you you have to make sure, you could ostensibly run into. Snow, depending on yeah. like, which I'm sure most people probably don't plan to hike close to any months in the winter i would say but like yeah. that's half a year so some of those months are going to be cold yeah and like to think like you will have to you'll have to go through one of the like the harsh um seasons yeah like either fu- or either summer or winter because i mean you've got mm-hmm. you know three months of each mm-hmm. on the other side I, so which i would rather choose i think i would have to do summer i think this yeah i think the smart thing would probably i I have no idea like start early spring in georgia and then you arrive in maine at the end of summer that's probably the best bet because it i mean depending on how farther north you get no like no matter what uh no matter what month it could be you could be running into snow or whatever Yeah. Like up in Maine and Vermont and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. But this, uh, this one that takes place back in, back in 1990, it was September 13th, 1990. Uh, up until then, only five hikers, uh, had been killed in four attacks. The earliest was back in May of 1974. And the most recent one was in May of 1988. Um, and those, those attacks also shared traits with uh, what happened at the Thelma Mark Station. Uh, two of the four attacks previously mentioned were aimed at couples. The other were just single uh, hikers. Okay. So you had a good point earlier. It's easy to pick just one person off. Yeah. But like for whatever reason, couples are also a big target for yeah. attacks along the trail. I got to imagine there's got to be some, at least like for sections of the Appalachian Trail people mm. like let's go on our honeymoons here so uh, but it says that none of those attacks before this one really drew a lot of attention uh, this the this writer maybe blames it on that shelter falling between uh, like news media ranges in New York and Philadelphia, Baltimore Washington places like that because it's more southern Virginia instead of you know, closer to any parts on the trail that might be around bigger, you know, news stations. Uh, But this this was a pretty savage attack. Uh, There was a young lady who decided to hike this trail with her boyfriend at the time, and uh, they started in Maine and got quite a pretty good ways because they got to the... Southern part of Virginia, you know, yeah. from, from Maine. So they were a pretty good ways through the hike. You know, they were on the downhill slope. And uh, I guess they caught the eye of this murderer who I guess was just chilling at the shelter. Yeah. Talking to people, befriending people. I don't know. Picking his victim and then following them, I suppose. Um, but he, he shot the man uh, three times and then um, tied Molly's hands behind her back and um, done other things to her I'm sure as you can imagine Uh, and then he stabbed her eight times in the neck throat and the back Jesus Christ and it's it's listed as one of the most grisly murders to ever happen on uh, the Appalachian Trail and one one of the, the top staffers uh, he has listed here was Karen Lutz, one of the top staffers of um the Appalachian Trail Conservancy. And uh, she talks about how she was up at that shelter around the time that it happened yeah. and how real it was and how, like, it she said it probably took her a good 15 years to, like, really just process how everything happened like that because it was such a gruesome scene, I guess, that everyone had to yeah. come up and... and and see. And I don't think, let me just make sure I get this right. So I don't, but I don't think they were able to find who did it. Oh, wow. Let me see. Such a long article. This guy would rather have just wrote the book. (laughs) I've got a book idea for you. Oh no. The, the, the killer was able to, they, they took him to court. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I I had it under I was under the impression that it was a cold case, but they had a suspect yeah. and there there was a, a court hearing and I think he was convicted here. Yeah, and, and the the parents of the of the girl were there, mm-hmm. made some apologies and stuff like that. It was uh it was a whole but I'm I'm surprised I'd never heard of this before seen it in any sort yeah. of like docuseries or something. I don't know, it's crazy, like um and that, that brings up like another even point. It sucks that in the world, like, I mean, she was even with her boyfriend, but like yeah. a girl who just wanted to hike the Appalachian Trail. Not even safe there. I mean, yeah, it yeah. really sucks. And it was one of those things where well, I think one of them got like laid off or something, too. So it's like, yeah, it took all the life savings kind of things yeah. to like, you know, buy the equipment and everything. Like, it was one of those like, yeah, let's just do it. B- yeah, a better... A, a self embetterment kind yeah. of, you know, self-reflection kind of a trip, and it 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 went really bad for for these people, sadly. Yeah. But that's one of six, five or six, reported murders and or attacks on on the trail. Which, I'm this. I hope this doesn't make me sound bad. I'm. Surprised. That's a low number. Yeah, I'm very. I'm surprised. glad that it's that low. I wish it was zero, obviously, but. I'm also surprised that that's as low as it is just because it, it, you know, it spans from Georgia to Maine. You would expect, I would expect like the, the attack, like attacks to be in like the dozens. Yeah, I know. I, like of actual crime. Like I don't know why we like don't hear about stuff. people getting like attacked every day yeah. on the trail. Cause I, unless it really is just that like hard to run into people possible i don't because i yeah I, I just i don't know how how often you are running into other through hikers well or... yeah because like like you said most people go one way so it's not like you're going to see somebody coming back on the trail so you're either yeah. like passing somebody or getting passed pretty much or, or yeah because you yeah like even if you were to meet someone in like Kind of buddy up with them and or like you meet someone at one of these shelters or something and they like you you kind of get a bond with them like hey you want to hike with me for a couple yeah. of days camp together or whatever like there's you could you could learn to like not like that person and there's yeah. no like okay you go right I go left it's yeah. like all right I'm gonna let you have a hour or two head start yeah <laughs> like <laughs> hope I don't passion. hope I don't run yeah hope I don't catch up with you um it's got to be like weirdly like you got to feel kind of like Old West, you're like running into people like, Hey, got camp with you. Yeah, 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 really. It's kind you of got, cool you experience. got me a uh, water there partner. Yeah. I'm kinda of part to fill my canteen. I, I I think it would be cool. Uh I still want to try to hike some of it. Yeah. I think it would be cool to do the whole thing, uh, maybe at one point in my life, maybe when I'm yeah. older or something. I have the money. Yeah, for real. For all the equipment. Uh What's your theory, Will? What, what do you think about the trail? Is it is it haunted enough to keep us away or... I don't know. I don't think... Um, I, I think there's some definitely like... I'm more worried about the people. No, listen. Ending on that story, I'm 100%. I'm hoping to meet ghost children yeah. that laugh at me when I tell them I'm hiking the trail. Oh my god, This ain't the Appalachian Trail. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll take it. Yeah. Instead of, you know, being beat or something. Yeah. Yeah, I... My theory is that as well. I don't think any ghosts are going to ever hurt you on the Appalachian Trail. Yeah. You might get bit by a snake. But the but the biggest thing you need to worry about is the people. Yeah. Be careful on any trail, not yeah, just this absolutely. one. I mean, any... I, I would say be even more careful on some of these smaller trails because, yeah. I mean like I said, if there's only going to be five or so attacks and those are reported attacks too. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I'm not trying to dismiss that by, by any means at all. But if those, if that's just however many reported attacks there are, I, I would hate to know how many are actually going on yeah. or like how many, how much of this is like actually happening. Yeah. Like, cause I would say even like, is it scarier for like, you go to somewhere and it's like a two-mile trail. I mean, you do that like easily in a day yeah, or you know. whatever. Or is it like, would you be more scared of the people you'd meet on that? Or like, oh, we've got a, a four-day trail here. Because yeah, I think you'll see more people on the first one so that, you know, you have more likelihood to running into somebody who's... yeah. But more more foot traffic means less. Yeah. I feel like someone would try something less on a trail like that. But if you've got a four-day trail where, like, you're not getting a lot of foot traffic, you can... I I don't know. That'd be something I'd have to think about. Yeah, It's tough. Yeah, it's one of those things that I've not really thought about in a while. And, I mean, there's something that that, uh, I said on the 411 episode. If you ever go hiking, please let someone know where you're at and let them know, like, how long how it long the trail is how down. long it is yes all that stuff. until they contact someone to find you that's always a good just rule of thumb yeah even if it's half a mile yeah that's the last known location so yeah. I mean that, that'll that help anybody if anything bad were to happen yeah I mean you never know you could fall and break something mm-hmm. get, even by hide behind yeah for real anything can happen to you in the woods especially <clears throat> in the Appalachian mountains indeed and if you ever decide to to mosey your way on down to the appalachian trail steer clear of the fog yes be careful where you camp be careful where you camp let someone know where you're at whenever you can yeah and uh i would say preferably go in a a group of more than two yeah if If it's doable and viable, I know that's probably not, but one of i mean one of the few occasions I'll say is bring a firearm, please <laughs> yeah, uh any sort of protection I feel like just in case yeah. uh is always a good thing right. uh, but that's that not, that's just our opinion. we're not professional hikers yeah. by any means, but i I think that's common yeah. sense enough to just be on the safe side, yeah um yeah, is there anything like any media? you found for the Appalachian Trail? I'm sure there are a few documentaries style. Yeah, I can't think of any like, any, any movies. I'm surprised there's not some like weird little B movie or something about Appalachian Impressions, hiking the Appalachian Trail. Yeah. 2000 miles to Maine adventures on the Appalachian Trail. Oh, here's a a walk in the woods. Okay. Had Robert Redford in it and uh Nick Nolte. Based on the acclaimed bestseller by Bill Bryson, I think it is about the Appalachian Trail. I vaguely remember that movie coming out. I remember it had uh, Robert Redford in it. Yeah. Here's something coming out in 2022. A horror called Appalachian Trail. An experienced outdoors man gets a deal of a lifetime to document his expedition through the Appalachian Trail but realizes he's not alone in the woods. I don't think... uh, don't think any more information's out on it. it's coming soon still hmm. um three people in the cast nice i do know talking about all this makes me want to go and watch it, it makes me want to go and watch free solo again but it, um the thing that got me to watch free solo in the first place is um i saw this reddit post with um uh i don't know what exactly it's called but like people who jump off like cliffs for like the flight suits i i think it's it's like a modified version of base jumping yeah yeah yeah. i know what you're talking about i don't know the what they actually call it but but um uh, like one of their friends like had died like doing it and like they made like a video talking about how you know he wouldn't have wanted to do like that's the way if he was going to go out that's how he would have wanted yeah. to happen and they were just talking about how like people that do that just love like the adrenaline so much that they don't care if they die. And then like free solo is like another, like good, like look into like someone's brain who like thinks like that. It's super. interesting. It's that always interests me. Like these adrenaline junkie thrill seeker. Cause I like, I like a good roller coaster. And like I, I, at times I can be an adrenaline junkie, but not to that extent. I don't think. Yeah. I don't know. Would you ever go skydiving? I would like to. Yeah. I think it would be fun. Because like... See, like that's different because like skydiving, there's nothing like that you can hit. Yeah. Like because these... Like they have like the wingsuits and they like fly down the... Like that's... You're dodging stuff. Yeah. There's nothing to dodge when you skydive. Yeah. You can't really dodge the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would rather skydive than like wingsuit jump yeah. or something would you bungee jump have you ever been bungee jumping never been bungee jumping uh i, I feel like i would i feel like yeah. if i can if i can go skydiving i can yeah. bungee jump i don't know i think i would skydive i i think i would, would skydive before like, i would bungee yeah. jump just because like i don't know why i trust a parachute more than a bungee cord i guess but well i think because like the parachute like serves a function other than just like for adrenaline junkies, whereas I can't think of another reason someone would, would need to bungee jump. Yeah, <laughs> strictly for the adrenaline rush. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, I hope you enjoyed some of these yeah. Appalachian tales um, from the Appalachian trails. Ooh, he rhymes. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's what your theory we're at. Um, over 700 downloads at this point. Perfect. I think close now awesome. 750, I think. Um, Inching ever so closer to the big thousand mark. Yeah, and it's crazy. I didn't think we would uh, get here so quickly. It's been, yeah, a lot quicker than I thought as well. Yeah. Only a couple months. And I mean, you know, I'm sure not and the fastest growing podcast ever. but And that's, that's a couple months with like a week or two there where... Yeah. We were like busy and we weren't for we weren't. Yeah. Or we didn't post. Yeah. Um yeah, so that's exciting. Uh a preview of the next couple of episodes. I think um going to be looking at the moon people of uh Appalachia, the moon people of Appalachia. The moon eyed people, sorry. The, the moon eyed people. people. Um the Bell Witch. Okay. And then a special episode that we're kind of uh, working on in support of the the Ukraine-Russia uh, conflict. Um, we kind of, I was thinking about yeah, it and I was not, looking it up. Yeah, in, in support of, in support of Ru- Ukraine, Ukraine. <laughs> yeah, not Russia. Uh, Ukraine. Yeah, we thought it might be cool to... Because the it, Ukraine has, um, I can't even begin to pronounce uh, mountains that are very similar to the Appalachian Mountains and that they're pretty much the oldest mountains in Europe and... Um, they have a lot of rich culture there, and gonna look into some folktale or folklore from from that area just to kind of explore the area and learn a little bit about um, the culture and yeah, yeah, offer our support in the yeah. the way that we know how. Quite literally, the least that we could do, but it's something yeah. that I think you know is in good spirit, and I think it'll probably have some of the better if any of the European like. Folk stories are just going to be that much better. (laughs) Bless you, Jared. (laughs) Bless you, Jared. Oh, my gosh. Excuse me. But I'm excited for uh, the next couple episodes. Yeah. For sure. I hope everyone enjoyed the uh, first episode of Post Credit Pursuit. Yes. That was a fun one to record. Uh, Expect more out of it, too. Not sure what we're going to do for the next episode on it just yet but i'm sure will and i will come up with a good topic and hopefully yeah. maybe have a guest or something on uh, in the next coming episodes or so try to go ahead and get some people on here to talk with us and absolutely get some more thoughts and ideas in the room all right hope everyone enjoyed be sure to leave a like and comment and subscribe and please follow yeah. and All that good stuff that you have to do. All that good stuff that you know you've got to do. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. Be careful walking.